This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Day started off like any other day in March, but then all hell broke loose when Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins made not one, but two blockbuster trades this afternoon, one with the San Francisco 49ers and then another with the Philadelphia Eagles. We will get into all the juicy details and speculate on what that means for the draft class. But before we do, let me welcome everyone into SB Nation's Jake and Josh show. I'm your host, Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And my co-host, the man of the hour, the guy whose fingers nearly fell off trying to keep all this breaking news together, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Follow him on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. Jake, lots to dive into, man. How are you doing today? I need a cigarette. Josh, talk about a Friday news dump. My God, I mean, we're not even a month away from the draft yet. I think it's like a month and three three days, and we have shakeups happening left and right here. Uh, Regarding the Miami Dolphins, and... Just to kind of plug our website here, the Finsider, man, we have 280 new comments for my two stories earlier today. Uh, so if you want to join in in that discussion, those guys always have a wild time. So uh, be sure to check that out. So about what? We're recording this about 3 o'clock on Friday. Let's start here. The Dolphins made a first trade that was reported by ESPN's Adam Schefter. And that was that the Miami Dolphins were trading the third overall pick to San Francisco for the number 12 pick, a number... Uh, excuse me, a number 12 pick, a 2022 third-round pick, which, uh, for a programming note, it was originally po- reported that it was a 2021 third-round pick. However, that's been changed. Uh, it is a 2022 third-round pick. And first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. So, in theory here, the Dolphins picked up two first-round picks and a third-round pick just by jumping back nine spots. And that in itself is absolutely bananas. But as soon as I pressed submit on that story, the world was like, nah, Jake, here you go, write another one. The actual account that published this makes it probably even better. It was the Philadelphia Eagles official account tweeting out, the Eagles have traded picks number six, number 156, to the Dolphins in exchange for number 12, number 123, 
and a 2022 first round pick. Now, I understand that. I just threw a lot out there. So I'm going to kind of break it down real quick. Uh, Josh, then I want to get your reaction. In the 2021 NFL draft, what's going to take place in 30 days or so, the Dolphins will have the sixth overall pick, the 18th, the 36th, the 50th, and the 81st. That is the first three rounds right there. The Dolphins have five picks in the top 81. You'll love to see it. 2022, the Dolphins don't have their own first-round pick. They traded that in the move back up to get to six with the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Every time I say that, man, I feel like I'm going to say Phillies. So I want to apologize because I know that's going to come out. Uh, So it's important to keep in mind here that the Dolphins are going to have San Francisco's 2022 pick and not their own. So what the team is doing here is they're betting that they're going to be a better team than San Francisco, which obviously every team is going to say that um, we have confidence in our guys. We're going to do what we have to do to win. And then moving forward to 2023, the Dolphins have their first-round pick, San Fran's first-round pick, which if everything turns into a dumpster fire in San Francisco, that can be a lot like this draft where the Dolphins had the third overall pick, uh, their second-round and third-round pick. So, Josh, that is, when I put it all together, 13 picks in the top three rounds over the next three years. What was going through your mind? That's wild, man. And again, I just, I mean, did you ever expect this? You know, we, we're not even out of March, like you said. You know, this is the last Friday of March. Did you ever expect these trades to just come out like rapid fire? And um, to put it in simpler terms, as someone on Twitter, you know, mentioned this, it's basically the Miami Dolphins trading back from three to six, acquiring a 2022 third round pick, and then an additional 2023 first round pick. So, I mean, just to think that you could trade back three spots and get that haul, I mean, uh, that is that is huge. And it's just a testament to, again, and we could talk about it podcast after podcast, you know, It's just so nice to be that team. I mean, you see the fan bases and the national media reacting to this. It's just nice to finally be that Dolphins franchise that, you know, after all these years of pretty shitty draft trades and, you know, just different freedom signings, this and that, they're just doing things the right way. And, you know, to get, you know, that big haul from San Francisco, I mean, I love that move. And some people might want to sit there and, you know, they want to stay at 12 and you can't really fault them for that. But to give up an additional first again, to get back up there, to get to six. And Jake, we see this. We see the way the board's falling. We can see four quarterbacks go in those top four picks. And the Dolphins, you know, whether they wanted Jamar Chase, whether they wanted Devontae Smith, whether they wanted Penai Sewell, whoever they wanted, I mean, now they have their opportunity to get him. I mean, they can sit here. They traded back three spots, and they're likely to get the player that they always wanted. To me, I think it's Devontae Smith. But, you know, we can sit here and speculate back and forth. But at the end of the day, you have to love these moves. You know, if you think the first trade was an A-plus, you know, maybe the second one was A-minus, you're, you're splitting hairs here. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins made um, an awesome trade. And, again, it just – sets them up so well for the future. I mean, this is like when you're playing Madden and you just go through and just exploit the AI and take all the first round picks from all those remaining franchises. I mean, bravo, Chris Greer, bravo, Brian Flores, and bravo, Miami Dolphins, because this is a hell of a move. It's pretty funny, if I do say so, because we were planning on doing a show this weekend, and and I wanted to bring up the draft, and I wanted to bring up the fact I was hoping the Miami Dolphins would be more aggressive this year, because with all the picks they had last year, I think both of us can agree, we thought they'd do some dancing around, and maybe not the first round, but the second and third rounds, to maybe pick up a running back, to maybe fill some needs, but they they stood pat, Uh, and I'm not saying the guys they picked they were bad, but I was hoping they'd be a little more aggressive and be a little more flashy. Uh, So then... So I wanted to come in with that mindset. And then I have to admit, you know, I was kind of on the edge when I was like, ah, you know, I was kind of excited for two first-round picks in each of the next three years. And then I'm looking at myself, I say, Jake, you're literally playing both sides right now. So I'm I'm fully on the side of I'm all in on this trade. Um, the difference, I think, between picking 12 and picking 6 
is the fact that there are going to be three or four quarterbacks to go. Um, I think the Bengals, them taking the tackle seems like the, the move. They could go wide receiver, but at this point, it doesn't really matter where the Dolphins are going to get an absolute stud. And I think it's important to keep in mind here that you know, you can find a generational player anywhere in the draft. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it can happen. You know, everyone brings up Tom Brady in the sixth. You could find Zach Thomas in the fifth. Again, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but the fact it happens. When you have that pick inside the top six, and, and you, to put it into perspective, it's more of a top three, in essence, when you think about the quarterbacks going, you can get that generational player, right? When you think about how much the Dolphins have lacked Hall of Fame players, like, we're still kicking and screaming to get Zach Thomas in the Hall of Fame. Like, there's always the argument about you could have two good players or one great player. Josh, I think I'm fully on board for the one great player, especially if that's a wide receiver right here. 100%. I think, you know, we can sit here and talk about what the Dolphins' greatest need is, but I think we can all agree that if you want to have success, at least offensively, you know, you need to get another weapon in here for Tua. So to move down again, you don't know what Cincinnati's going to do. I mean, I guess we really don't even know, you know, what some of those other. I think Atlanta's, what, at four, and I think, you know, even the Jets could still somehow do something, you know, out of the <laughs> blue. But I think they're pretty settled on a quarterback. But, um, again, you just love the fact that they could just trade down. And, you know, whether they were torn between a Kyle Pitts, whether they were torn between – sorry, we didn't even mention Kyle. Did we mention Kyle Pitts? I don't even know no. if I threw him out there. You know, we didn't even mention him there. So, I mean, now you got Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. If you're sitting there and you had a toss-up between those three to just move back again and acquire, you know, this draft capital, it's just awesome. But one thing I don't know how you feel about, Jake, and it was something that Pete Prisco of CBS reported. He said, you know, if the Dolphins – if Tua doesn't hit – the Dolphins are dead, and that to me, and maybe it's just the Dolphins fan of me, but that was a little confusing because acquiring more draft picks later down the road and doing things the way they're doing, how the hell does that make them dead in the water? If anything, is this not an insurance policy for 2022 or 2023 to say, and I mean, I know I hate we talk about him so often, but Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think we can agree he's not getting traded this offseason. Yep. So what if Tua goes out there and stumbles around a little bit? They have now the ammunition next year to go after Deshaun Watson. Again, if, you know, I'm not, we're not even going to touch on that. But or even the, same the next thing, great rookie. Right. And no. I was going to say, even the next great quarterback in the draft. So um, I don't agree with that at all. I don't know your thoughts, but I think, again, just you, ha you I don't know how you can find a flaw in the way they're doing this. I mean, I really do not know how you can find a flaw in this, aside from maybe nitpicking that they, they might not have had to give up that first rounder entirely to move up. I mean, I, I don't know, but um, it's just, again, awesome to be in this situation as Dolphin fans because the future is, you know, we, we said it was bright, brighter than ever, you know, a couple weeks ago. I mean, what the hell is it now? I mean, we're in a whole other galaxy. It's just, it's just awesome times. And, you know, uh, Crisco is kind of playing the role of a very dramatic wet blanket um, because first and foremost, if, if you put everything else aside, if your quarterback doesn't play well, believe it or not, you're not going to be a good team. Like that, that is simple. Like, yeah, like if, the, if the Jags draft Trevor Lawrence and he turns out to be poop, you know, <laughs> then the they're Jags are the dead. Like, yeah. like, thank you, Pete Crisco for stating that two plus two equals four. I, I, I greatly appreciate that. You, your wisdom is far beyond my years. So thank you. Uh, but at the same time, th there's a point to be said there, and that's the fact the Dolphins have a lot of picks. They need to do something with them, Josh. They, they, these, these picks are great, but better than picks are having fantastic players, and the Dolphins are positioned to do that, and it's important to hit on them. And, and something I want to bring up, too, is that 2023 draft is looking very interesting because I saw takes that that, that pick's not going to stick around. Like They're, they're not going to wait around waiting for that first-round pick. They'll use that for ammunition next year. Maybe even this year, who knows? Uh, but you think about it, the whole thing about Ryan Tannehill was the fact that this team waited too long, right? Whether it was waiting too long to get the right pieces around him, to draft the right guys, or waited too long just to simply move on from him, right? 
So let's say Tua stumbles. This team is, you know, flirting with disaster. They're going 9-7, and seven, you know, maybe another 10-6 and six year, but they don't really get too, too far in the playoffs. You give Tua three years. He had 2020, 21, and 22. You're surrounding him with weapons. Come 2023, if this is a in-the-hunt 500 team, I mean, you have the ammunition to make a quarterback trade. You know, we see teams do it all the time is make these adjustments and be able to draft a quarterback, and it doesn't ruin a franchise, right, especially when that hits. Thank you, Pete Prisco. If you trade all your picks to the quarterback and it hits, it helps your team. It's crazy. Uh, But I thought that was pretty interesting that the fact that that's kind of a little bit of a Tua uh, safety blanket. Again, I'm not saying that we're going to need it, but that's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's good, again, to be that team that's, you know, thinking ahead and, and getting ready to, you know, if something, if the worst-case scenario happens, they have a plan in place. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jake, and I think it's kind of funny because a lot of people are, you know, crediting Laramie Tunsil in that gas mask for this because when you think about it, I mean, yeah. it was all this trade. I think it's, what, recouped about four first-round picks. I mean, a second, a third. I mean, all this little stuff, and it's just crazy. I saw someone compare it to a Herschel Walker trade. So um, that's huge there, Jake. I don't know what you want to do with this. I was going to ask you maybe who you liked at six for the Dolphins and at 18, but I actually pulled up the Pro Football Network mock draft if you wanted to run through it real quick, just the, the first three rounds or whatever, even the first round. And uh, let, Let's 100% do a first round. I, I'm certainly on board for that. Um, I don't – I I – made this clear every time I talk about football is I'm not the greatest uh, when it comes to college uh, prospects. So, so let's rock and roll with the first round. And to take this a step farther, farther too, Josh, this all happened with two trades with the Eagles because the Dolphins moved from 8 to 13 or 8 to 11 to get Tunsil and, and the deal that netted them Byron uh, Maxwell and Kiko Alonso. So it, this has been a long time coming for the Miami Dolphins. And I think it's important just to kind of jump back to the, the Tannehill experience of waiting too long or anything. Chris Greer was here, you know, the last decade, right? He lived through all that. He was with the team for all that. So I think that's pretty exciting to know that he understands the concept of when's the right time to make moves because I think that's the key here is it's still a month away from the draft. Could the Dolphins have maybe squeezed out a little more? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of tough when you're doing a three-team uh, juggle like this. Uh, but but that kind of sums up. Josh, you got our little uh, mock draft simulator here, PFN going, and uh, you just jumped the gun here. The Dolphins picked someone. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's <laughs> let's. Uh, do you want to jump into a break and then we'll just come back and we'll do the first round real quick and then that'll we can end the show like that. Looks beautiful. Let's do All it. Right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over two million vehicles and fifty thousand more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Okay, Jake, we are going to do our first mock draft. We are using Pro Football Network's mock draft simulator. This just happened after these two trades. And Jake, okay, pick one, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Pick two, Justin Fields to the New York Jets. Then Trey Lance to the 49ers. Zach Wilson to the Atlanta Falcons. Sewell to the Bengals. And Jake, we are now on the clock at six. And could you please tell our listeners what is staring us in the face? We are Chris Greer and Brian Flores, and we have a trade offer. The Eagles are trying to move up to the sixth overall pick and offering us the 12th and 37th pick. 
Um, if I wanted to be a real maniac, I'd actually kind of think about it, but we're not going to do that here. Uh, this is really interesting. Uh, something I really want to know, one of our listeners asked us what someone like Kyle Pitts would do to this offense. And I want to point out that Mike Gesicki caught the third most passes out of the slot last season. And I think it'd be absolutely fantastic to figure out how these guys would work on the field together. And I think it'd be a very tough challenge for defenses to figure out how on earth you're going to guard Pitts and, and Gesicki uh, together. So, Josh, I'm... It's for me. It's between Pitts and Jamar Chase. And Jake, I guess unless you wanted Soul, this could be best case scenario for the Dolphins. We have Kyle Pitts, who Pro Football Network has as their third overall prospect. Again, this is a guy labeled as a tight end, but as you mentioned, he has all the wide receiver tendencies. And again, to think about adding another tight end slash wide receiver to Jasicki, you know, we know how important that was in New England for all those years. We got Jamar Chase here, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith. He has them as seven, eight, and nine. I believe these are Tony Pauline scouting reports. So. We're sitting here with the toughest decision. You know, this is kind of something that I was hoping if the Dolphins trade down with the Panthers, you know, it would kind of sort itself out. But I don't know. I think I think I'm going with I think I'm leaning the Alabama guys, Jake. So we're a little torn here. So you want to make Uh-oh. your pick first, and um, we'll ultimately go with your pick because I think a Devonte Smith is the cliche pick, and I think that would be where I ultimately go. And you know, I said it since day one. I think Devonte Smith again, what he can bring to this offense would be the pick. So I'll say Devontae Smith, but we won't select him. I'm going to let you decide, Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. We're going to go mad scientist with this, Josh. What um, I, I know the picks kind of speed through, and honestly, I haven't done a lot of mock drafts. So, so this is what we're going to do. Can you pick – I say let's ride with Pitts, and can we see who the Lions take at seven before going to the Panthers? We can try. I think I can pause it, but it might go real quick. So here we go. We're going to take Pitts. Okay, so we paused it. Now you want me to hit resume? Yeah, let's see who the Lions go with at seven. There it is, Rashawn oh, Slater. And, you know, Slater. we didn't even mention – shame on us. We didn't even mention the offensive tackle there from Northwestern. We know he's – some people have him as the number one tackle. But, again, Jake, I just don't know. I mean, I love Soy. Again, I think that that's one of those picks that you would be, like, uh, one of those no-brainers. But I think if they're in this situation, I don't think I'd want them to take a tackle here. Would you? I, I completely agree. Here, uh, so Chase, Waddle, and Smith are all on the board. Let's see what the Panthers are doing. Uh, okay, so the Panthers went with uh, the edge rusher out of Miami at number eight. Let's see what the Broncos do at nine. They took Waddle. They took, okay, Josh, we're going to be mad scientists. Let's call up Jerry Jones at number 10 and offer him 50, or excuse me, 36 and 50 for 10. Let's see, if the, let's see what happens here. 36. You're going real mad scientist. That's it, right? Yeah. That's what you want? Oh, All right. they declined. They declined Excuse me, sorry. Oh, uh, they took Chase. It, it's uh, going. It went. Oh, it's too I, late. Okay, no... I, I did that wrong. I should have said 18. I don't know why I was thinking not to add 18, but I, what I sh- we should have done there is I wanted to trade 18 and 50 and take Jamar Chase at 10. I would have been a complete maniac and taken them both. I, I That's probably the move I would have taken, but here, let's keep on going. Jamar Chase, Patrick uh, Sertain the second went 11th. Oh, no, Eagles took an edge rusher. We'll leave it there. All right, so we're sitting here at 18. And Najee Harris on the board is a little appealing. Quiddy Pay, Creed Humphrey. I don't know. I don't know where I'd go here. I'd be a little. Um, this is tough. I, 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 my gut would be devastated not only to see Devontae Smith go to the New England Patriots, but then to see Micah Parsons go 16 to the Cardinals, you know, two picks. And then Darisol went to, to the Raiders. So, I mean, this is a. I mean, they still got some players here. Who would you go after? I mean, they go after Rashad Bateman and go, you know, supersonic like you had intended. Najee Harris, but again, I think, you know, that running backs could be there at the top of the second. 
I don't almost go Creed Humphrey maybe, but I mean the way you're you're basing off these rankings and he's down the way a little bit. Uh, I I'd like to um, Josh, I'd like to ask you this: Would you rather have Najee Harris at eighteen or trade eighteen and fifty to go up to ten and take Jamar Chase? Yeah, I mean, if you could do that, I think you would then be going, like you said, supersonic, and you get Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts to this offense. I mean, it's crazy. And then you could even get Javante Williams. I mean, that's where I keep going with this draft class. I mean, I think there's three very good running backs in this class, and I think if you can get that 20, like I said, 20-year-old Javante Williams at the top of the second, that's the home run there. So I don't know where you want to go, Jake. I think, you let's know— Let's go Humphrey. I, I like the idea of Humphrey here, and then let's see if we can get Williams uh, in the second round. Well, I think we only did a first-round mock. We only did a first-round mock. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This was kind of off the cuff, cuff, guys, so we apologize. We just kind of wanted to see how things would turn out. Najee Harris went 23 to the Jets. Uh, but we got Kyle Pitts and Creed Humphrey with 6 and 18. Again, uh, Again, this was very off the cuff. But, Josh, I think that's probably something I would have tried to do is see if you can use 18. If you had used 36, I'd try to, like, flip second rounders. Uh, but, but, Josh, either way, Kyle Pitts and Creed Humphrey, along with having, you know, uh, a third-round pick next year and a first-round pick in 2023 seems quite appealing to me. Yeah, that's the whole point of this whole thing is the fact that we're sitting here and we had to fight back and forth between four very good prospects, you know, and we could have even expanded that more there at six and then again at 18. So it just shows you how good of a uh, situation Dolphins have, but again, how hard of a decision they had because we saw it last year they completely avoid the running back position. They called him in no man's land. Will they do that again this year? Will they sure up that offensive line? Will they skip on a playmaking wide receiver in round one? I mean, Jake, it's the Miami Dolphins. No one expected them to. No one expected them to drop these two trades on this Friday. Um, but again, I think this and you know everything else that we continue to hear, it's just good things and things are being built the right way. So if you're a Dolphins fan. Hope you like what you're listening to. Guys, please subscribe to this podcast. Please leave us a view. Jake and I will be talking about the Dolphins, the draft, all offseason long. Jake, I don't know if we're going to have another time to, to jump on here and do a fin slider quite like this one because, um, you know, this one, this was a historical one for sure. This came with some heat. That is absolutely the truth. Like I said at the top, I mean, talk about a Friday news dump. Uh, again, the best way to find this information, we try to put it up as soon as possible at finsider.com, thefinsider.com, excuse me. And then we get a podcast up shortly after, so be sure to smash that subscribe button, and you'll know exactly when a new show is popping on. Josh, be sure to follow him on Twitter at H-O-U-T-Z. I'm there on Twitter, too, where I just kind of yell about things. I'm at jmendel94. Joshua, that's all the time we have. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this Finn Slider edition of the Jake and Josh Show. Go enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather out there. It's getting beautiful. Let's have some fun. Go Dolphins. Fins up. Go Dolphins. Thank you, Chris Greer, Bill O'Brien, Stephen Ross, Dan Marino, everyone. Thank you. Fins up, baby. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> Dolphins got a war chest. Thanks, man. This Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We 
shrink the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the...